Joe, is soup a meal? That's a hard question, because, like, you know, could it be a meal by itself? I don't know. I got to have something to it. Like, if I'm going to... I No, I'm not a soup man. I'm going to throw this out here right off the top. Not a soup guy. Like, you guys don't Uh, have a soup as, like, a weekly dinner, like, in a rotation? God, no. Uh, I don't like broth. I forgot Uh, that. Absolutely... (laughs) It, just an insane take from the top. Just right off the yeah, top, yeah, an yeah. insane take. So if I'm going to have soup, it's going to be like a hearty stew or like a cheddar baked potato soup from Bob Evans. It's kind okay. of my two options. Okay. <laughs> specific. Maybe a minestrone. <laughs> yeah, or a chili, but I don't think a chili is a soup. A chili's chili. Why? Do you? Yeah, absolutely I do. Of course you do. Of course I do. Of course you do. I will. Kind of soup. Tomato? No, not just plain tomato. Uh, but we soup. We probably have soup once a week as a meal. Um, really? It is the middle of summer. It's not even soup season. Doesn't have to be. It's not spooky season, is it, Joe? <laughs> doesn't have to be. I knew as soon as I said that, something was coming. Yeah. Um, doesn't what, have what was your soup of choice this week? Uh, this week Katie made a um, I bought like a a big pack of Costco sausages. I know that sounds weird, but like they're just like regular like right uh Italian sausages. Um, and so she used them to make like uh uh like a sausage soup. Um, which was Ooh, really good. Um, okay, had like kale and uh uh chicken broth base, and then um through the uh threw the sausages in and everything like that. It was very good. Very, very good. Um, and that in itself is a meal. I had that. You and feel I had some full? bread on the side. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. See, I think that I could eat soup as a meal if it was like like the potato. If there's a starch in there, like a rice maybe there, to absorb some of it. There's always, always, always in our soup rice, noodles, or potatoes. Okay. We like we don't make soup unless it has the one of those three things in it. Um, only exception, Katie makes bean soups, right? Like she'll make like oh, white yeah, lentil yeah. soup or something like that, or um, like she'll make bean soups. And bean soups, I feel like beans is in that category, right? Where you like, yeah, you can get pretty full on beans. Um, and so, but I, we we have soup once a week. Well, damn! Look at you. We do not. Kayla will make soup every once in a while. I will have a hankering for soup every once in a while. But, like, we definitely do not have soup that much. And I really don't think my kids would eat soup. I think that would end up on the floor. It does not go over well with... Sometimes. Sometimes Ben will eat it. But I feel like soup, you have to have some patience, right? Uh, <laughs> and our kids obviously don't. They just don't have any patience. Um, so, like, yesterday... We just gave Ben all the things in the soup without any broth, right? Yeah. So, like, you just yeah. have potatoes and sausage, essentially, is what he had for dinner while the rest of us had it in, like, a soup form. Um, right. And then we took the potatoes and mashed them up for, for Will to eat. So, uh, yeah, that definitely is a hit or miss. He does not – I don't think he understands the concept of broth, right? Like, I just Good. don't think don't he's teach at the it to at, like – He's looking at a plate meat with water. stuff, and then he's like, "Why is it? Why is there water all around it? Um, <laughs> why is it just sitting in here? Am I supposed to eat it? What do I do? Um, right? I, he do you, he do you drink the broth in a soup? Depends on the soup. Like if it's cereal, right? Like eat the cereal, drink the milk. Do you eat the insides of a soup, drink the the broth? The reason I'm going to say depends on the soup because this isn't really a soup, but. I had a real craving for ramen noodles on Sunday when we got home. Okay. I ran up to the liquor store right next to us that I know has ramen noodles. Got sp- picante chicken ramen noodles. Picante. Ooh, picante. all right. Uh, they, they're not too picante, and I can, I can still eat them. <laughs> um, but uh, got a couple packets of picante chicken. But I drank the ramen broth when I was done with it. Interesting. So, but like on a regular soup day, like if it's minestrone, I also feel like I eat enough with the soup itself. I don't need to drink the rest of it, right? Mm-hmm. Depends on the <clears> soup, <throat> I guess. How many bowls of soup did you have to fill you up? Just one? Does one I, bowl do it? I had two bowls. I had two bowls of soup. Two bowl. It had yeah. kale and potatoes in it. So, like, two fairly filling things. 
yeah. when put in soup. So I was, you know, two bowls and I felt good. You know what? Bring me some soup. I'll give it a go. All right. Next time you come Might over, make I'll make a grilled soup. cheese. <laughs> I'll make you a grilled cheese. Oh, okay. Ooh. Ooh. I like this. What a date. What a date we're going to have. Dads. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I'm your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad, Jared Shemansky. Jared, how the heck are you? Joe, it's fly season. The fly season. season. Flies. Um, we keep our trash cans right outside the back door, right? And yeah. it was especially bad last summer because we had Rocky. And Rocky the dog... Mm. If you told him, hey, it's time to go outside, he'd walk to the back door, and he would just stand there for a while, deciding okay. if he wanted to actually make the trip down the sta- the two stairs that were there or not. Right. So we would say, <laughs> Rocky, time to get up. And he'd get him up, and he'd walk him to the back door, and then you open the back door, and then he would just take his time and stand there. And so we would just get a bunch of flies that flew in our house. And we've been mm. pretty good about it. And we came home from our trip this weekend. And we're, I was taking, I brought everything from the car to the patio, was bringing everything from the patio inside, had the door open for a little bit, got two flies in the house. I have not been able to catch them, and they're still here. Oh, no. And they're everywhere. They come, oh, down, no. they come down to my office, buzz around my head for a while, go back upstairs, buzz around upstairs for a while, come back down, buzz around my, they're traveling, I hate it. I hate it. Oh, I hate flies. I hate them. They are very annoying, and they don't know how to leave. They don't. They, they have no idea. They, you know, they'll bang into a door that's open and then just go the other way. They'll just turn right around. Super annoying. So, yeah. other than that, everything's going pretty all right. We uh, we had a good weekend. We went up to Traverse City. Katie had a uh, bachelorette party. So that's right. It was just me and the boys. Um, and we went uh, went a couple places. We went to this really cool place in Traverse City called the Children's Museum. It's like the great, they call it the okay. Great Lake Children's Museum. It is not a museum. I want to, like, it's a yeah. kid's play place is what it is. Um, But it is cars and boats and helicopter and a lighthouse, and they all have steering wheels in them. So Ben oh, was nice. in heaven <laughs> for two hours. That kid would just go from vehicle to vehicle to vehicle driving different w- they all had That's steering great. wheels. They all had like levers that you could push forward and backwards, right? And buttons that you could push. Um, his favorite was uh, they had this uh, this it was like a it was a tugboat design. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. why they they used the tugboat design, but they used a tugboat design. And then they had a tiny tiny TV screen that had old recorded footage of a freighter going down the Detroit River and back up the Detroit okay. River, and. Yeah. Uh, you knew it was old because the Joe Louis Arena was still there on the river uh, when they were. Um, so they uh, they just like showed this footage of a freighter like driving up a up the Detroit River and driving down the Detroit River. Yeah, the kid stood there and pretended to drive that boat. Swear to God, for like an hour, just an hour, just stood That's there and awesome. pretended to drive that boat and uh, was in heaven. Um, so it was. Uh, he had a very good time. It was very neat, very cool. Um, there was one little area for like Will's age kids. But the problem is, yeah, you need to supervise them when they're in there, right? But I also have a three-year-old running around, standing on stools and chairs, trying to drive boats. Yeah, and so like, uh, Will just ended up staying in the carrier most of the time. Um, but if there were two <laughs> of us there, like if Katie had come, oh yeah, it would have. Uh, they both would have had fun. But um, yeah, it uh, Ben had a blast. There were lots of cool areas. Um. They uh, had a little map with all the ship, like the top 100 shipwrecks in the Great Great Lakes, and like where they happened and how deep they are. Insane. In the Great Lakes. It's too many shipwrecks. It's, I mean, and that was just top 100. That's not even all of them. That was just top 100. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What? I don't know the criteria. Don't ask. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know how they picked the 100. I know Edmund Fitzgerald was like eighth. Um, that's the one that I saw. Not number one. Not number one. I was surprised too. Wow. Uh. Wow. So that's the only one. That's the one I look for because whenever you hear shipwreck, you immediately think of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Um, exactly. So uh, I think of two things. I think of the song and the beer. 
Oh, I don't think of the beer. I only think of the song. Really? Yes. Well, and the oh. uh, and the actual shipwreck because uh, a couple years ago, Katie and I went up to Whitefish Point, uh, and actually, like they have like a bell there and a plaque and everything like that. So, um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So yeah, that was pretty cool. We got the we did that in the morning. Um, went back, um, did some lunch and some snacks, and then um, in the afternoon, there's a there's obviously the big lakes in Trevor, you know, like there's Lake Michigan and there's the bay and everything like that. But I didn't yeah. want to go downtown um, when it was crazy because if you've ever been to Traverse City in the middle of summer, you know that it is a madhouse on a Saturday. Absurd. Like an absolute madhouse. Um, so I actually took the boys to what's called Boardman Lake, which is like a little lake that feeds into the bay and everything like that. Um and uh, they have a trail that walks the perimeter of this entire lake. So we did, like, half of that trail, went out, turned around, came back, um, and went and picked Katie up from her house, and then uh, had a good night. Nice. So, very cool. It was neat. It was very neat. Um, it was difficult <laughs> having the boys away from home. I think that was, like... Yeah. So when we first talked about this weekend, Katie's like, well, the reason that we had to go because katie's still breastfeeding and she yeah can't pump overnight right like mm. that's that's just too much like and me trying to feed will overnight too like doesn't so it was just hey i will go and do all the day stuff but i still need to like be there to feed will overnight i was like cool no big deal right like well how about we leave ben here with my mom and then you and will just spend the day up there like if i'm gonna yeah. spend the day with will i might as well just bring ben because like what am i gonna do with will that i can't do with ben right like right um so i had both of them and still was the right choice to bring both of them we all had a good time we had a blast um what i would say is having them away from home especially on like just simple things like when it was will's nap time right so ben doesn't nap anymore so when it was Will's nap time, we had to figure out what we were going to do for an hour and a half while Will napped. And like, we don't have the comforts of home of like, Hey, let's, why don't you build your magnetiles while, while brother takes a nap, right. you know, things we just didn't have that with us. So, um, a little bit more challenging, but still had a good weekend. Um, then nice. we came home and now we're flipping around and driving up, uh, this weekend as well, because it's Katie's family's weekend at the cottage. So flipping around doing that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Back to back weekends up North. Wowzers. And then we're going back to Traverse City in like two weeks, two three weeks. weeks. Yep. So <laughs> I think the majority of my August will be spent in Traverse City. Hey, you might as well just get a hotel up there or something. I'm just going to buy a house, Joe. I was on Zillow all buy weekend. I'm just going to buy a house. <laughs> That's great. So yeah, it was pretty good. How about you? Nice. How was your weekend? Well, buddy, it was a weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, so I have camp next week uh, mm -hmm. where Kayla and I and the kids will be disappearing for a week, going off grid, and I'll be volunteering um, at Special Days Camp. Um, so on Saturday, I had training for it. So it's a day just full of like, hey, let's get to know each other. Let's go over, you know, um, your villages, like their, your age groups, uh, breaking, you know, to your age groups. And then let's sit and talk with the nursing staff and, you know, get our yearly like hey make sure you're wearing sunscreen and bug spray and mm -hmm. make sure if the kids come to you with any sensitive topics that you come to us kind of thing um <clears throat> so it's a whole day a whole day of that so i got there i left my house at 6 30 in the morning on saturday and got there it's just outside of muskegon um at a ymca camp in montague um mm -hmm. So it's about three hours and 15 minutes away. So I left at 6.30 Saturday morning. And I got there right around 10 um, because I had to uh, – that's when training started. So we did our training. And then that evening um, after our dinner, I just stayed the night there because I was like, man, I made that three-hour drive once. I don't want to make another three-hour drive that day. Um, that evening, it was, we just all hung out, like all the camp staff that were there and um, – out and talked and reminisced and played games and it was mm. cool you know some of some of the first campers i had you know 10 years ago are now there being staff which is really weird a really cool and weird thing to observe 
damn son you are old yeah yeah so like my the very first time i was at camp uh i was with this group of boys that the village is called adventurers is the age group and they're 10 and 11 year olds and i was with a group of boys you know who it, they were 10 and one of those boys uh, i was with four years in a row so i huh. went with him from 10 to 14 and then he moved on to the next age group but and then kayla and i left camp to have cora and he was there and he's 20 now and it's just like weird like wild yeah like getting to sit with him and and talk about his life and what he's doing um so anyway did that saturday all day and then um came home sunday morning uh left at like 10 to get back here by you know 1 30 because we were going to meet kayla's family for kayla's dad's birthday lunch hmm. So where we were having lunch at was a town called Adrian, which is you now 15, 20 minutes away from my house. It's where my mom lives. Uh, my mom is still in her home. You know, she's still on a walker, still needs help doing some things like mowing her lawn. So I was like, okay, cool. While we're in Adrian, I'll go mow my mom's lawn, but I have to fix it because the handle is like wobbly on it. It needs to be resecured into place. Sure. So to not forget, the minute I pulled into my garage, I ran straight to my toolbox to start grabbing tools and throw them in the trunk, like before I even walked into the house. Um, I'm sifting through my toolbox, and all of a sudden, this pain comes across my finger, this jutting pain. And I sliced my finger on an open blade Ow. Uh, that was sitting in my toolbox. Didn't even get into the house yet. Oh my god. Ow. And I sliced basically the top pad of my middle finger and it just automatic started bleeding. And I grabbed it and ran into the house and you know, the kids haven't seen me since Friday night. Yeah. And they were like, Daddy, daddy, daddy. I was like, get out of the way. I am bleeding <laughs> all over the place. I cannot talk to you right now. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God. Like I felt so bad because I was like, We're supposed to go to this lunch. Kayla's mm. with the kids all day and now I'm freaking bleeding all over the place. Yep. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Not again. Like three years ago, I cut my finger with the mandolin. Uh, Is that three years ago, so, did, like this weekend? No, no. Oh, I did that God. like it was over Christmas. Um, I was like, oh, my God. So I wrapped it up in a paper towel and, you know, held it above my head and put a lot of pressure on it and had it on for about 45 minutes. Um, Kayla's parents came and got the kids. And I looked at Kayla and I was like, no, I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I need to go in. Like, I think we could get the bleeding to stop. We did it with my thumb. You know, sure. we could keep working at it and keep building the pressure and and all that. And I opened up my paper towel and like, sorry everybody, uh, for what a like. There's a flap of my skin just like hanging on and it's just bleeding all over. I was like, oh my god, um. So I held it and it slowed down. It definitely like slowed then when it first started bleeding. Right. And I was like, I was like, Kayla, go to lunch. I'll drive myself. Like, I'll go in by myself. She's sure. like, I'm she's like, no, I'll take you. I was like, well, in Adrian, there's an urgent care. Let me call them. So I call them and I was like, hey, you guys do stitches there? They're like, well, where's the injury at? I was like, it's the top pad of my finger. They're like, yeah, we can stitch that. But we're on lunch right now until three. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> we're on lunch until three? Yeah. I was like, God, I was like, damn it. I was like, I'm going to have to go to the ER and I don't want to pay. Like, No, it's such go. a hassle too. And then you're going to be waiting longer if you go to the ER because they're not going to get you back to do anything. Like right. So, so I'm looking at my finger and it's still bleeding, but it's not as bad. And I was like, we're already in the car. I was like, just let's just go to the ER. I was like, Oh my God. So I get to the ER. I didn't wait long. It was pretty empty. Okay. Asked me, you know, what's going on. And I told him, and, uh, the guy looked at my like cut and it had stopped bleeding. Oh, huh. I was like, very minimal. I was like, okay, cool. He's like, all right, well let's just at least get you checked out. I was like, okay. So I wrapped it back up and, then the actual EMT came in, and when I opened it up, it had started bleeding again yeah. from pulling the paper the towel away with the dry blood. It's like, 
So it wasn't bleeding much, but he's like, oh, okay. He's like, you know what? We can't stitch that. He's like, it's too small of an area. He's like, I'm just going to glue it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he cleaned it up and then, you know, glued all over the flap and under it and all over my finger. So this mound that's on my finger is like dried glue blood. It's just a mound of dried glue blood. Nasty. Uh, And I was like, I could have done that at home. Yeah. I had super glue i could have just done this at home and it would have been totally fine uh, i had to go to the er and i had to probably pay six hundred dollars for this glue that's on my fingertips that i couldn't even take home like ridiculous that's it is the hardest part of what i would call like borderline cuts i've had many many of them in my in my life I actually have a scar that I'm pretty sure is because I didn't tell anybody about it. Um, I was trying to open one of those plastic containers with a pair of scissors. And like everybody mm-hmm. tells you to, I was pulling the scissors towards me, you know, like you're supposed oh, yeah, to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, skipped over the plastic, dug right into the side of my hand. Um, dra- dragged the, dragged the, so, but I got it to stop bleeding. I feel like that is always the, the like yeah. indicator. Like if I can get this to stop bleeding, I don't need stitches. It'll heal. Right? As long as yeah, it stops bleeding. Exactly. That's it. If you can yeah, stop the bleeding. In this case, if I could if I could have just got made sure the pad was secured to the finger. Yep. No, it would have healed itself. And I was like, is it gonna do that? He's like, Well, it's still attached by some skin, so there's still blood flow getting to it. He's like, It should heal itself up. He's like, You'll have a scar, but yeah, so I did that Sunday. That's the most I wanna give you props. Give you your flowers. That was one of the most dad stories I've heard in a very long time. So dumb. So stupid. And now that stupid blade is just sitting on my work table. Rummaging through a toolbox and sliced your finger open and spent two hours debating whether or not you're going to go to (laughs) ER just to get super glued dumped all over it. Yeah. So dumb. So dumb. So now I got to find a cover for it. Because it's not like a regular retraction, like utility blade it's like a three inch long like glass scraping blade why is it in your toolbox so what happened <laughs> oh god was i was using that to clean out caulk on my tub sure two weeks ago or whatever and not thinking about it when i put all my tools back for that like my caulk gun oh, um another yeah another safety blade i had and like a five in one tool that i use for painting like i just put it in there not thinking like, oh, hey, this is a pretty sharp effing blade. Like, and, and I had switched the blade. Like, this right. is a... brand new. So, they, yeah. So now I got to, but it doesn't have a cover to it. So I got to, like, find some styrofoam to, like, stab it in or something. Mm-hmm. And then they asked me, they're like, well, are you updated on your tetanus shot? And I was like, funny enough, I got that shot two weeks ago. So, hey, see, it's little wins, little wins. <laughs> yeah. So I'm don't not have updated tetanus. on my tetanus shot. So if anything happens to me, I'm. I gotta get it. Oh beans. Oh beans. Um, but yeah, so that was my weekend. That is it was a pretty dad weekend. Proud of you for this story. This pretty was dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um so are you guys going up to camp on Saturday? Is that when you're going? Uh we'll go Sunday. Okay. We'll leave I'll leave Sunday morning. Kayla will be a couple hours behind me because she doesn't need to be there right as the kids transition. So the way it works is um, this week is siblings of oncology kids. Mm -hmm. So it's the siblings to the patients and survivors or not survivors, um, which is really depressing to say Um, the siblings of, of that. And then next week will be the special days week, the actual patients and survivors. Mm. Um, So we're going for that week because it's a much slower week. There's not as many kids there, and we yeah. figured if our if Kayla's coming with the kids, that it's probably the better of the two weeks to do it. So that way, like you know, it's not so jam packed full of people, and there's space for us to actually be there. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, That'd be fun. yeah. So that, yeah, I'm excited. Um, it's a pretty amazing place. One day I'll do a whole episode on it. Can't I wait. haven't already. I might have. Who knows? We also might have done the this cold open before. We have no idea. This is <laughs> we should title this episode the episode we can't remember. Yeah, we're getting old. Boy, are we? Um, yeah. Well, uh, before we jump into our topic, um, let's talk about some shirts. Let's talk about some shirts, hats, Joe. Some socks. Uh, boy, howdy! I still love my shirt, my forefather shirt. Uh, I only wore one to work last week and i'm gonna wear my other one tomorrow Good. um 
It's uh, these amazing golf polos. Um, I don't golf, so they're work shirts for me. Um, but they are very, very great from Forefathers. Do uh, Tell me a little bit about your shirt, Jared. Oh, my sh- my shirts are awesome. I love the material. It's so light. It's so like, comfy. It's, it's so... I can't even compare it to a diff- another type of shirt, right? Like, yeah. I have some other golf polos from Under Armour, Adidas, and they're breathable, just like mm-hmm. uh, Forefathers, but they're super, like, heavy in comparison. It's crazy. Like, the material is so light. You put it on, you're like, I... You don't even hardly feel like you're wearing a shirt. It's so, so nice, so comfortable. The designs are awesome. Mine is a golf one because I golf. Um, yeah. Covered in golf sayings. It's really neat. Like a really cool color green too. I know that's like a mm. like a low key thing to to notice, but like it's a really nice color green. Um, so I I love it. I love it. And I said this last week. The socks are out of this world. So They're soft. So, good. so comfortable out of this world yeah so good and i'm just looking at their site real quick just to look at a couple design names they have turf dad which is one that i have which is a guy mowing lines into the shirt which is just so good very um good. yeah they have another one called holy guacamole that's just covered in tacos and avocado print uh and then they have another one called diy dad that's just covered in like screwdrivers and crossed hammers they have all sorts of different styles out there meat sweats just covered in types of meat uh, that you wouldn't yeah. really know if, if you're looking at it from afar. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. So, hey, head on over to shopforfathers.com. That's shop, F-O-R-E, fathers.com, and get some of their sweet stuff. I might be getting ones for me and Grayson. Yes. Because they have some kids' polos. Um, Head on over there, and when you check out, use uh, the promo code BDE25 for 25% off your purchase. Uh, and, uh, you know, give them some love. That would be awesome. So, again, that's shopforfathers.com, shop, F O R E, fathers.com. Use promo code BDE25 at checkout. Um, speaking of transitions. Hey, you know, look at you, professional podcaster. One of the hardest things with toddlers who have fun or don't like doing things is getting them from one activity to another, whether that be mealtime or going to bed or leaving a playground. Um, This is actually a topic that Kayla sent into us, my wife, Uh, my wife. My wife. Uh, And it's something that's really interesting um, topic as far as, how to get your kids going from task to task. So I'm going to ask you this. How does Ben typically do with the transition from one activity to another or from leaving one place to go to another, that kind of situation? So before I answer that, uh, I want to back up because uh, you brought up that Kayla meant, uh, like suggested this topic for us. And it's a really good one because this is something we've actually been focusing on with Ben for a while. Um, one of the things about going into his speech therapy was this as well about transitioning Mm -hmm. from one thing to another, because big thing about like when they are Ben's age, when they're three, a big part of communication is communicating your feelings, right? Communicating how you're feeling and trying to, so he was very, very bad at this when he first started, he would do either one of two things. He would either, not transition at all right like get stuck and not be able to move off the one thing he was doing or he'd ping pong and just like this and this and this and this and this and then and never like settle on anything right and as he kind of got older and got more you know as more mature and, and more developed um he started to get pretty good at it we've started but yeah. we used um some like regular tactics and we started to kind of like employ the same tactics over and over again. And um, they've worked pretty well for us. So I would say Ben does pretty well right now with transitioning. Um, Obviously at the end of the day, you know, six o'clock rolls around, he's tired. He doesn't want to like do things. It can get challenging. He can, he's a three-year-old still. Um, But it's something we've put a lot of practice in over the, over the while. So um, I would say he does a pretty good job. Um, How about you? How's Cora do? 
Um, it depends. Uh, a lot of times it can be tough, especially if we're leaving like a playground and it's time to move on to yeah. go home. Um, but even sometimes getting her to transition into mealtime can be a little rough um, because usually she's in the living room playing or watching TV or, you know, doing something that's really of her interest. Yeah. So breaking that and moving her on to a meal um, can be pretty tough for us. She likes to throw some fights when it comes to that kind of situation. So I would love to hear kind of what you guys have done with, with Ben to make that a little bit smoother. Sure. Um, I will say TV is the one thing that we like, he's just not good at. Um, it's, yeah. It's a hard thing for us to like, even trying to get him, it could be a, like, Hey, we're going to watch a seven minute bluey episode, right? Like one bluey episode and we communicate it. We say, Hey, we're just going to do this. And that's good. He's still transitioning out of it. He's becomes naughty. He fights back. He, like steals a remote and tries to turn the TV back on like that kind of thing. like <laughs> yeah kids a menace um so TV is like a very big weak point for us so that's something i think you know we've talked different approaches different styles we've always kind of limited screen time um and we've had to do it more and more this summer purely because his transitions away from it just are uh bad they're just really bad mm. and e- even we've done all these other things and tried and I would say it's funny. He, I, I talked a lot about like last month he hit a leap that was like absolutely ass kicking for us. Just absolutely knockdown drag out fights. Um, and he's slowly gotten better and better and better at this and slowly gotten better at, um, he's still not perfect, but he's slowly gotten better at, at, um, you know, having conversations and, and transitioning out of things and into, you know, doing things he doesn't want to do. I think that's a big, big part of this too this transition conversation Mm. is it's not just transitioning because when it's like hey do you want to stop playing magnetiles and go to the park yeah absolutely done you know like let's go no big deal but hey do you want to stop playing and get in the shower right or do you want to stop playing and read a book to go to bed those are the hard ones and i think it's it's that um transitioning out and so like we there was probably a stretch like a week, week and a half where I don't think we turned the TV on in our house. Um, oh, really? Yeah, just because it was so, anytime it was on, he was so totally zoned in on it, not doing anything else. And then the minute it went off, it was full blown meltdown, crying, kicking, hitting all of the, all of the things. So um, <laughs> that was like the last thing that we've started to, um, and we still don't use it very often because mainly because right now Katie is home with them. So she like yeah. has a million other things and we can do other things. And we, um, but uh, yeah, that was, that was a really hard one for us. So I would say um, the first thing that we really implemented in this was over communicating and having him like communicate. Um, mm-hmm. That's and part of it is from like the speech therapy and all the tips and tricks they, they taught us. But like, the minute he gets upset, um, asking him to stop and take a deep breath and count to five. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we've talked about that on, on before about like uh, yeah. his emotional regulation and things like that. But like the minute that he gets really angry, he will, it's always the same thing. He puts himself on the ground, kicks his feet um, or gets like this big scowl on his face. Right. Um, and so it's all, you know, Hey, can you stop? Take a deep breath. Counts five. While he's doing that, to whatever degree of success we get him to do it, over communicating of hey, we have to do this because this, this, and this, right? And hey, mm-hmm. remember we talked to and so before that even we started to get to the point where we're giving him like we're involving him in the decision making. I guess is the best way to put it. It's. It's yeah. more of the illusion of choice. Thank God my kids don't listen to this. It's the illusion <laughs> of choice, right? Like, hey, do you want to go here? Do you want to read this book or do you want to read that book, right? Not giving yeah. him an option to not read a book, but hey, do you want to read this book or that book? You know, hey, right. we got to go, Um, we have to go to bed in five minutes. You want to read this book or that book when we get in there? Oh, mm. I want to read that book. Boom. Now we're, hey, remember, 
you said you wanted to read that book, so we're going to go read it. You know, kind of like setting it up that way. So that's a big thing for us um, is kind of involving him in making it seem like it's, it's his idea. I guess is the best way to put it is, yeah. is making it seem like it's his idea. Um, and also gives him some independence. Cause I think that's the biggest thing we've seen with Ben. And I know this is not the way for everybody, but the biggest thing we've seen with Ben is that he's stubborn. He, the dude is just, he is absolutely Katie and I's son. Like he's just stubborn. Yeah. Um, and so he wants to make the decisions. He wants to be the adult. He wants to drive the car. Um, he, you know, he wants to do it. So for Ben, it makes sense of like, hey, you can make the decision. You just have to make it within the framework of what is actually going to happen here, right? Right. Um. So yeah, that's a big thing. That's that's number one. Um. And then another big thing that Katie's been doing recently is, hey, I'm gonna set a timer for about five minutes, and then at, after the timer goes off, is that okay if we go do the next thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know. Um, that one ha- is, is hit or miss, I would say, like, if he doesn't want to do it, saying I'm going to set a timer and then we're going to do it is more punishment than it is suggestion, right? So you have to get the buy-in up front. Yeah. You have to make it like, hey, do you want to play for 10 more minutes and I'll put a timer on? Yeah, I do. Okay, deal. And then after that goes off, we'll transition. And that makes it a little bit easier that way. So again, with Ben, it's all about making it seem like it's, his idea and that he's, you know, like that he's making the decision. Um, even if it's again, within the framework of the choice we're making for him. Right. For sure. And we definitely, um, you know, having those conversations like, Hey, do you want to do this or that? We'll use from time to time. Um, like, Hey, you know, time to start thinking about bed. Do you want to, you know, watch, uh you know something mellow like that's not youtube (laughs) like you know or do you want to read a book um that those kind of situations um and we definitely do use a timer and most of the time we'll ask cora like hey um we're gonna go in five minutes or whatever and she'll say no 10 minutes and it's like okay well thankfully our child doesn't understand time uh (laughs) she understands the concept of time right and like understands that a minute is an increment of time but doesn't understand you know how long a minute actually is she knows that people say Um, that about time yeah 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 exactly um so her favorite thing is 10 minutes like nope 10 more minutes and we're like okay you know 10 minutes so she does have that opinion like hey no give me 10 more minutes to do my thing and then we'll look at something else and usually there's a fight but um, it's easy for us to say, hey, your 10 minutes is up. Let's go look at something else. Let's go do something else. We've done the timer a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that, that has worked from time to time, but definitely uh, we'll say like, all right, Cora, most of the time it's like in five minutes we're going to do X, Y, or Z. She'll say, no, 10 minutes. I'll be like, okay, in 10 minutes we're going to go do this thing. And then when that moment comes, um she puts up a fight we'll say like hey you said 10 minutes that 10 minutes is up now we have to go do this other thing yeah. we have to leave we have to go eat dinner whatever it may be um so we we do have some fights when it comes to transitions but we're we're slowly working towards that um that transition and i think when she gets to preschool in a couple of weeks here um you know it's going to probably they're not going to let her not transition so it's going to be i think a little bit more solidified that comes around too um so when you go let's say uh do you have any like hard times with bath or anything like getting that getting ben in or out of the bath for the most part he really likes the bath uh or shower Mm -hmm. depending on what it is so we do have hard times with it sometimes not a lot but we do um mainly when it's like oh i'm playing or i'm riding my tractor up and down um we trick him is the best way to put it. I, I was yeah. looking for a diplomatic word. It doesn't matter. Again, my kid does not listen to the podcast. Um, <laughs> but like if Will's in the bath, be yeah. like brother's in there and brother's right. playing with a toy. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Do you, and then even if it's like he won't get in, oh, do you want to go see what brother's playing with? Oh, do you yeah. want to go see what they're doing in there? You know, like if Katie has Will in the shower with her, like, do you want to go see what's what they're playing with in the shower? 
Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Do you want to get in? Do you want to grab? Um, a big thing that I've noticed with Ben and something specifically for bath time. We have to break down the barriers of what is a bath toy and what isn't, right? Yeah. So, like, he, because my son is my son, anything that's a car, he wants to take with him, right? If he's playing with right. it right then, that's the hardest part for, for him is to, like, give up what he's doing right now to go shower or whatever. I think that's pretty common. But, like, yeah. then it's, hey, why don't you pick three cars you're playing with right now and you can take them in the shower with you? Yeah. Then we're moving along. We're doing a little bit better. Um, obviously, there's day- this is all in context of like when we're having a good time doing this. There are days where it's right. like an absolute, you know, there are days where I lose, where I'm just like, all right, we're just not going to take yeah. a bath tonight. Just go get into bed and we're just going to like figure this out another day. Right. Like, um, yeah. but for the most part, when it is successful, it's okay. Pick three. Why don't you pick three of those cars you're playing with? Remember, nothing with nothing that's wood, nothing that's batteries, anything else you can grab, take in the in the bath with you, um, and that helps him transition a little bit of like bringing what I'm doing now into the next thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I, we found that to be pretty successful too. Um, so that's probably the best way to do it is those two ways of like creating FOMO is the number one yeah. way, right? Creating FOMO. And then number two is, okay, why don't you take some of what you're doing now and just do it in the bathtub? Um, yeah. Because, again, he likes the bath, right? He likes being in the bath. He likes being uh, in the shower. It's just getting him out of this, well, I'm playing on my car track right now, and I want to play on right. my car track. Okay. But, um, and also, again, uh, using a timer of, like, okay, play with your car track. How about five more minutes playing with your car track? And then after that five more minutes, we'll hop in the shower. Sound good. Five minutes on the timer. The shower starts, and then it's you know a little bit extra incentive of like creating that FOMO or or you know whatever it might be. Yeah, I think that we 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 try to do something similar with Cora. She used to love the bath, like would love to take a bath, and then she slowly transitioned away from that, and hates getting in the bath. But yeah. when she's in the bath, she doesn't want to leave. That's where our I mean, getting her in is hard, but getting her out is also hard. Same, girl. Um, Same. <laughs> so getting her in the bath for us, you know, we have to do that. also that trick like, hey, Grayson's going to go take a tub. Do you want to go take one with him? And a lot of times it's no. But she'll hear Grayson in the tub, and then she'll say, oh, wait, no, I want to go too. And then yeah. just go run in there, like strip off her clothes and get in. Other things we do, this is very bath-specific, is um we'll do like try to have fun tubs every once in a while so say like hey do you want to have a glow tub and we'll throw a bunch of glow sticks in her bathtub with some bubble bath um so that it's all glowed up and it looks pretty cool and we turn off the lights and you know then she can have a glow bath Mm -hmm. um other things we've used is like um bath paint you know that yeah we we put on the tub and then we give her a washcloth and tell her that it needs to be cleaned off and she'll get in there and clean it all off um bath bombs she really likes bath bombs so we'll do that whatever you do do not get the bath crayons they don't oh, wash yeah. off they don't they say they wash <laughs> they don't wash off we have scrubbed that tub and they just don't so don't get bath yeah. crayons. we do things like that um work out to to sometimes get her in the tub or just saying hey do you want to listen to music while we're in there, like that kind of stuff, yeah. we'll, we'll yep. sometimes get her in. But I would say a lot, of, a lot of times, it's just she'll hear Grayson in the tub and decide she wants to get in. That's it's um, FOMO. I, and honestly, I would never tell. Like, I'm not at a place where I'm going to tell you to go have a second kid if you have one already, just to get them back. <laughs> um, but it is one of the added perks. I would say one of the few, few perks of having a second child is adding in that FOMO of like, well, Will's in the bath, oh, right? You know, um. And so, yeah, sure. that's, those are the two for us too, is like the, just like you making it more fun, you know, making it enticing that, in that FOMO. And then two is, Hey, why don't you take some of what you're doing now, bring in the bath yeah, with you good. to make a little like easier transition. Yeah, that's really good. I would say the other hardest for us is leaving an, a fun experience like mm-hmm. a playground or Charlie's house. Um, are probably the two biggest ones so when we do that um what we do is we tell her hey five more minutes whatever it might be and then we're gonna leave 
Um, sometimes she's cool with it. Sometimes she's tired enough where she'll get in the wagon or just get ready and go to the car. Mm-hmm. Um, but if she's really playing, um, it's like, hey, we got to get going. It's, you know, it's bedtime. You know, do you want to go home and take a bath? Or again, which can be a fight, but sometimes that's enticing to her. Or, hey, let's go home. Let's check out the tablet. Let's see what videos we can find. Um, that will work a lot of times as well. Like, hey, let's go home and do something else. Let's go home and water the garden. Let's go home and, you know, have a snack. Something yeah. like that that's also enticing. And then sometimes Jordan and Josh and Charlie are with us at the park and we have to double team our children and say, hey, Charlie's going. I think we should probably we, go too. Yeah, we all got to go. <laughs> I would say it's funny. So like the park is probably a hard, like it's a hard one for us too for the same reason. I yeah. just a couple of weeks ago, we were at a park and he was playing and a girl was there when they were playing. There's a little like station. They kept putting wood chips up and saying, it's an ice cream bar. Right. And they right. would play that for hours, right. For like yeah. hours and hours. That, that's like how that works. But we had to go, we had things to do. We replaced and yeah, the only thing I can honestly with that is bribery, ask them to take deep breaths and continue to over communicate why you have to do a thing that you're doing. I yeah. Think, uh, for the park, at least that's like, or things similar, like just continuing to over communicate because I've found that once uh, for Ben, once he's in the car, he's okay. It's that mm-hmm. trip from the park to the car. Right, that's the right. hardest part. Um, but for leaving cousin's house, um, Ben Ben's cousins are a little bit older than than Charlie, right? Um, hmm. but we make it a whole group affair of like, yeah. okay, everybody, time for Ben to go. Everybody gets up. Everybody walks him to the car. Everybody like waves by oh, from the front, okay. and that makes it so much easier um getting everybody involved because it's an event at that point right it's not a right it's not a hey you're Smart. you're losing out on this or hey you're not doing this anymore it's an event it's a my cousins are se- are sending me off you know like i'm you know or like we're all going to the car we're all doing this together right um and then obviously we're in the car making i you know waving and saying bye-bye see you soon you know that kind of thing yeah um and making it a whole group effort that always seems to work for us um and honestly, that wasn't even like a, a conscious thing that we did. It just like happened one time and we're like, wow, that worked really well. And now every time I think it's just habit now that everybody does yeah. it. Um, but that it that's how uh it works for us is like everybody just gets up and goes to the car together and, and then we all send mm-hmm. Ben off together. Uh and again, nothing I'm saying right now is foolproof. We have had fits and cries and you know, meltdown yeah. in the car at home. That's uh, that always is going to happen. But like, for the most part, making an event and making it, making it fun mm-hmm. is honestly as as the best you can of leaving. Making leaving seem fun is the best thing you can. Right. Do. Yeah, that's a smart way to do it. Um, and then there's gonna be moments where you don't win, right? Like sometimes you have to take the kid off the playground, kicking and screaming, yep. like because they gotta go, and you know. Hopefully the parents around you understand they've been in a situation like that before and, you know, it's not embarrassing. Um, Sometimes it just happens and sometimes they're not going to get that bath and sometimes they're not going to eat right when you need them to eat. Uh, And then sometimes you got to give them the wins like we've talked about a couple months ago, right? Let Cora lay in the bathtub for a while longer. Like it's not going to hurt us any. It's not hurting her any. Like That's one we didn't talk about, but one I use all of the time, whether it's a bath or a shower. I tell Ben that I have to drain the water, else we're gonna run out of water. I, <laughs> whatever, it's a lie. It's not, he has no idea how water works and how things. But it's like, hey, you can stay in here and keep playing in the bathtub, but I got to turn the water off, or else we're gonna run out of water. Yeah. Okay. Done. Easy. You know. Yeah. And then that creates like a natural transition of like, I'll go back and check on him like five minutes later. Hey, you ready to get out? Yep cool let's do it or nope i'm still playing cool you stay in the tub no big deal yeah like um but yeah i the hardest part of this whole thing is not losing your cool i like that's as bad as absolutely the, the hardest part about because the thing with kids is they don't know what they're doing right mm-hmm. they're 
Ben drives me nuts, especially Ben's at an <laughs> age where he will do something naughty and laugh about it. Yeah. And drives me bananas. Drives me absolutely mm-hmm. bananas because it's so sick and twisted that my son is doing something on purpose to be naughty, right. right? But he doesn't know what he's doing. He has no idea. Yeah. Right? Like, so the and the hardest part, I, I it's not even when you're in that moment when you're doing these transitions, the hardest part is is you keeping your cool. Yeah. You know? Totally. It's not because as terrible as it sounds, at the end of the day, you're much bigger than your kid. You could pick them up and carry them up. <laughs> right. You could just do it. You could just do it. It doesn't matter yeah. if they're screaming and you could just pick them up and carry them off the playground. The hardest part is one because you know you're trying to teach them proper transition that's number one mm-hmm. and number two keeping your cool those are two hard spots. yeah absolutely i would 1000 percent agree um so yeah i think you know we can leave on that note unless you got anything else for those people out there hey we're all on the boat together we're all on the boat together um but i think that that's great i think yeah keeping your cool uh definitely is the biggest part um if anything you take take away from that you know think about timers and time limits and and as much as you can uh convince your kids that that's the way to do it that's kind mm-hmm. of i think a good starting point as far as transitions go but every kid's going to be different just like everything else make it fun make it their idea those are the two yeah like, boiled down ideas i would say make it fun make it their idea transitions are going to be a million times easier yeah i really like that event out to the car that's pretty pretty smart pretty smart thinking you got there came to me by accident can't even take credit for it <laughs> i just watched katie's nephews make something happen and made it fun and all of a sudden i was like that works yeah that's pretty awesome all right well thank you all so much for listening we really appreciate you um if you haven't already go ahead and uh please give us a like a comment a subscribe a review all that stuff really helps us out uh, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, and also, don't forget to go visit Forefathers uh, at shopforefathers.com, F-O-R-E fathers.com, uh, and use that promo code BDE25 when checking out. Um, and thank you so much to Planet Ant for having us on their podcast network. Go follow us on our social medias. We're at Big Dad Energy Pod on Facebook and Twitter, Big Dad Energy Podcast on Instagram and Threads. Go follow us. Keep up with us. Um, I, we're going to be posting our forefathers merch this week. So go keep an eye out for that post. Uh, and uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it. Every time you guys come back, we, uh, we love doing it. We're glad you guys come back and listen every week. So thank you so much. I'm Jared Schmansky. I'm Joe Lopez. Remember, lick your tongues twice before you use them. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.